Did you do, uh, did Gumball already pass? Did you yeah. do that this year? Yeah, just got off of that a couple weeks ago. Oh, wow. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. You're good to go. Here right. Are we, we're bantering right now? Yeah, we'll figure it out later. All right. I mean, no. Uh, don't fudge talk. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Crappy Awesome Podcast with your host, Daigle Brown Project. Uh, I'm here with Mr. Arash. Of course. You kind of pointed at me, and I thought I was going to do the intro. I did. And then you just started talking. I don't, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> you made me feel included. That was I good. Bel- I'm trying, the coconut water is barely setting in right now. Yeah. I was wondering about that. Is this like a hangover thing? No, nah, man. Yeah, I think it's just real, like, I like it better than water. It's So it's just coconut juice. I think it just hydrates you better. Uh, I think these are actually supposed to be not very good for you as far as um, oh, well, fuck fattening-wise. That's what you're fucking saying. <laughs> Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Crappy Awesome Podcast. Uh, make sure you check out our sponsors at Amazon.com and Karma Loop. Uh, you want to buy some stuff? Go to Amazon. They stay happy with us. We stay free. Um, and we can continue to give you uh, a bunch of free shows and great content. You can um, probably buy coconut water from Amazon you can. in bulk. I've bought it. Yeah. I've bought a bunch of From it. Amazon? Yeah. Did you click on our link? No. <laughs> but everybody who does, everybody who does go to our site, there's an Amazon link. You just click on that link. Uh, you save it as a favorite. And every time you go to Amazon, uh, we get a little taste. Uh, they stay happy with us. And we stay happy with you guys. And so far, you guys have been doing an awesome job. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Um, you give us the ability to do what we do. Uh, also, check out the uh, iTunes. You can download us at iTunes or you can download us. Uh, I don't know. Is it downloading on Stitcher? Stitcher, I thought was streaming. It's just streaming, right? Yeah. We're on now on Stitcher Radio as well, so you can check us out on Stitcher Radio. Um, this episode, along with the past episodes, and oh, and I get emails every once in a while about uh, when Stitcher uh, posts. I think they post one day after iTunes. Okay. So if uh, we put it out that it's on iTunes already, um, one day later you'll be able to stream it in your car or whatever. Yeah. So if you want the exclusive, you have to go to the superior Apple technology. <laughs> whatever, dude. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have an iPhone? Yeah, this one right here. Oh, yeah, there see, it is. There you go. Superior technology. Everybody fucking has the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> but we got a really special guest today. Um, we've interviewed this gentleman, I think, on Proof of Life Radio. He was one of the defending champions. He'd actually been on three times, three or four times. Um, but Esteban Oyal, welcome. Thank you, thank you. You're in. You're you're finally on the Crappy Awesome Show. We we took a while to to hunt you down a little bit. Yeah, I don't know what took so long. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've been waiting. I'm like, what's up with these guys? They forgot about me or what? Nah, dude, we never forgot about you. But we know you're a busy dude. Um, in fact, you're going to shoot directly from here. You've been staying really busy though, man. Which is a good thing, right? Yeah, I got to. I go crazy. Yeah, l- let me ask you about that really quick, dude. Because everybody that I talk to, um. Even when we were trying to get you on the show, even uh, I think we even talked to his dad a little bit, and he was like, mm-hmm. "Dude, you're gonna have to just catch his schedule because it's it's ridiculous all the time." Uh, like, how at, at this point in your career, is there an alternative to you working as busy as you are all the time? Like, is are you? Do you feel like you're reaching a part like in your career where like, okay, I can kind of start slowing down now? No, no, it just no that's just not gonna happen. Yeah, no, not not even close. Um... You know, there's a lot of work, but a lot of it's not paid stuff. So, you know, I got to keep working till the bank account fills up. Yeah. Then when that fills up, then I can slow down. So is it is it kind of like a cycle? Like a, it'll fill up for a little bit and then 
yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, it goes in and out because I'm freelance, you know? Yeah. So when the jobs come in, they come in, and, you know, then I got money to, you know, pay the bills. And when they don't, then, uh, you know, I got to be out there hustling just like, like I never had a job. I mean, at this point, though, dude, is it – are you, like – are you even seeing that – Going through the motions every day, you know, working because I mean, what you get called on to do is a various amount of things at this point, right? It's never just just to take photos, or it's it's a lot of different things at this point, right? Yeah. Uh, so, do you see that as is that something that you see? I'm going to do this well into older age, and I just don't have a I don't have a desire to quit. Yeah, I don't see myself quitting anytime. Uh... You know, I'm pretty much looking at my dad. You yeah. Know, he's uh, 70, 70. Yeah. This yeah. year he'll be 70. And I see him still doing it, so I see myself doing it till I'm 70 at least, you know? Are there, are there things that you look at your dad and go, this is what he did to be able to do it so long? Because at 70, I mean, and people who've had the honor of meeting him, doesn't seem like he's 70. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's he, got great energy. He's got great energy. He says he takes his walks every morning. And yeah. He, he's, we, uh, we said this about him, dude, when we met him. He has a, kind of a, like a glow about him where you genuinely like him, like, the moment you meet him yeah. and, and everybody that I've met always says that, but you think there's, is there a secret to longevity in the business right now? Um, you just be cool. You know, if you, the second you start, uh, acting Hollywood or being a dick or, uh, you know, you can cuss on here. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can say whatever the fuck you want to say. Cool. <laughs> um, as soon as you start, um, acting, uh, you know, with any kind of attitude where you're like moody or have a shitty attitude or you're better than people or stuff like that, then that's when the, your work will start slowing down, you know? Let me ask you this though, dude, because you, it's not like you haven't been in, in the, in say the Hollywood arena for a lot. You, you work in and out all the time. You know, you get called on to do stuff. How do you not, because here's something that I don't ever get the vibe from you. I don't ever get the vibe from you that you would go somewhere and be amazed by who's ever in the room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is is there anybody? Is there anybody where you're like, man, I, that was amazing to be around that dude? Yeah, all the time. Well, not all the time, but, yeah, sometimes, you know. Like, who would do that for, for you? That, um, well, when I met Dennis Hopper, that yeah, was a yeah. pretty big thing mm -hmm. for me. Um, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, uh, Forrest Whitaker. Um, now, these guys had that kind of attitude, like they weren't, like they weren't shitty, they weren't moody, like they showed up to work and they were just cool with whatever you were willing. Because you did the uh, cover for Righteous Kill, right? The poster, yeah. yeah. No, they just had the thing, like you know, they're a boss, you know, mm. and they, you know, every you could tell, you know, there was like twenty uh, movie executives right there, you know getting anything they needed and treating them. They, they were like royalty, like yeah. Hollywood royalty. Yeah. But did, did it seem like they, like they were very comfortable in that role or they're just, cause something, cause I want to touch on what you were saying earlier, like that attitude of getting shitty. Like if you're in the business for too long, yeah, you get too confident, you get cocky. And I, I mean, I've heard, I don't know, you've met them in person, but yeah. like De Niro, for example, like does, does he seem like he's any different now than he might've been when he was a kid? <laughs> Maybe just because uh, he's been in so many movies, you know, but, um, you know, just watching him growing up in all the movies that, you know, I was just kind of stuck when I saw him. I was yeah. like, damn, there's Robert De Niro, man. Fuck. Did That's that affect your, your creative process when you were getting yeah. to him? 
I told my wife, like, when I shot uh, Dennis Hopper, I go, man, if I ever got to shoot um, Robert De Niro or Al Pacino, I could quit right there. Wow. He's like, I got it all. I did every, I reached all the levels I wanted to as a photographer, like, as far as people to shoot. I'm cool after that. And, you know, obviously that was a couple of years ago and I'm still going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. But, so, uh, let me ask you this, though, because you're, and this is something, obviously, because I don't do it, so I don't, I, it would be hard for me to completely understand. Like, there has to be a point where, like, say Robert De Niro's in the room, okay, and now you have to switch to, okay, now I got I to gotta get some good work out of this. Like, I have to make this yeah. work. Like, is there a part of you that just switches on and now, okay, now you're just a subject. That's all you are. And I, I, I need to take this picture. Um, well, yeah, it kind of was like that. Like, uh, the, the, what happened was um, we got called in to do a, a skateboard, a collaboration skateboard cartoon. Yeah. You know, they were like, hey, cartoon, we have this movie coming out. We'd love for you to do some, like, alternative artwork to promote the movie in an alternative way. Yeah. And Rob Deerdick's in the movie for about 30 seconds. <laughs> and we want to have this, like, uh, collaborative skateboard with your artwork on a board for Rob Deerdick. Yeah. We're, we're like, okay, that's cool, you know? And then uh, I was like, man, well, who's in the movie? And, you know, me and Toons were talking because yeah. he went to the meeting. And I was like, man, we got to do the movie poster or whatever. Yeah. And so they brought up, you know, let's do the movie poster. And they said, oh, well, that's been done already. We already spent the budget on that, you know. But, um, yeah, you know, that would have been a good idea. And they were like, well, if you guys want to do one on spec, that's cool. Yeah. Mm. So we were like, okay, cool. And then Cartoon was telling them that, you know, I can't work with these photos, you know, that, that you guys had whoever do the photos i need you know i need to get my my homie and yeah. my partner you know here's his site and they're like okay uh well we don't think we can do it so you know can you just make them up out of your head just draw them out of your head you know like you do everything else and yeah. he was like yeah i could but you know i need to right it'd be so much better if i could just get some photos from my yeah. partner and have him do it and they uh called up like a little while later and they said hey you know what we have three days of reshooting um why don't you come in it was like a tuesday wednesday and a thursday um, tuesday robert jr was going to be there and thursday al pacino was going to be there so they're like you know you can shoot them then and yeah and put them together put it together and blah blah so how much notice did they give you uh probably a couple days but <laughs> but uh you know it was, it was like the first day they w we went down there, it was, it was me and one of the guys that works with us. Um, they said, hey, uh, you know, just hang out here and we got to introduce you to the director and introduce yeah. you to everybody and, you know, we'll bring you in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this was the movie company execs that right. brought, brought us to the, to the photo shoot. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm just going to slide right in and they're going to get me, you know. It was the people that were paying yeah. for the movie to get done. They were paying De Niro and everything. We're going to get right in there. And, and have access right away, Have right? full access. We're going to blow out this photo shoot real quick. It's going to work out. It's going to be smooth. It's going to be hot. And um, I was there about six hours. And I started thinking, like, the sun's going to go down in about two hours. I'm going to be asked out. Oh, so shit. hopefully, you know, 
this shit uh, comes together, you know. Yeah. Because already six hours into it, I'm just standing there, you know. Wow. Wow. And during that time, I was uh, there was a couple moments where I was like, you know, fuck, I'm, I'm here with Robert De Niro. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm waiting to shoot Robert De Niro, and I was watching him and tripping out on his, the way he was, you know, doing the scenes and stuff. Yeah. But most of the time, I was like, in my head, I was just like, fuck, I got to get this shoot. I got to yeah. get this done. I got to, you know, I was I was tripping more on the shoot than I, where I really was. I like, bet. And I was thinking in my head, like, fuck, you know, I'm not even, like, happy or excited that I'm here. Yeah. Like, watching him do his thing. The worker turned on in your head. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. more tripping on the photo shoot. Yeah. Like, fuck, am I going to get it? Am I going to get it? You know, tripping in my head like that. And instead of... uh you know, look at I'm here with one of the greatest actors ever in the world. Yeah. And, um, you know, but I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking about when's this shoot going to happen? When are they going to get him over here? Where? Or if I'm not going to even get this shoot, right? Yeah. You know, I was over there tripping. And then uh, those two hours went by. The sun went down there like, hey, you know, come over here. You want to do the? <laughs> you want to shoot him now? <laughs> and I was like, well, fuck, you know, the sun went down and I need to shoot him outside in my head. I'm thinking all this, you know. So they brought me on the set, and they they were like, "Okay, go ahead and shoot him." And and he and he was there with the the actress, and the lighting was terrible, you know. Yeah. The lighting was whack, and so I was like, "Fuck, I ain't gonna get nothing good out of this," you know. And then he, he Barbara De Niro pulled the the actress in with him in the po- photo. Oh shit! <laughs> so to him, he thought I was just yeah, like there some, to take a fucking some friend pictures or yeah. something. Yeah. And they go, "Okay, let's get back to you know back to the scene." And I was like, okay, cool. What was that for? And then the director comes up to me and goes, hey, did you did you get what you need? I go, no. <laughs> he goes, what do you mean? I go, I need to get a the, a photo for this for the poster. Yeah. You, know, you, you got me shooting in here. This light is no good for what I need. Yeah. I didn't want to say it was whack lighting, but you know the light is not good for what I need. Yeah. It was set and up then, for a scene, not for a yeah. Photo. And then. Uh, you know, he, he's in the picture with the girl. Like, what? What is it? What am I gonna do with that? <laughs> like, you're taking a Facebook picture. Yeah. Or something, right? Am I supposed to just cut out his face only? You know? <laughs> so I was kind of like pissed, you know. And I yeah. Was like, Fuck, man. So I leave, and then the, like a uh, like a eighty people email blast goes out. I was like, we didn't get the photo, you know, we need. So cartoon is gonna end up going forward drawing the picture. Oh, wow. I was like, ain't that a bitch? Like, uh, I was fucking on fire then, you know? Yeah, I bet. Because I was like, man, I, you know. It was right there. Day, it was at your fingertips. Was, yeah, I was right there. It was close. It was going down. And and when I saw that email, it looked like, it, it to me, in my eyes, I read Esteban fucked up. Oh, uh, wow. You know, like, man, I, you know, I fucked up that opportunity. So I called my wife and I was like, man, that's fucked up. You know, I was right there. I sat there for eight hours like a fucking idiot. And, you know, I didn't get the shot. And fuck, man. And she goes, so what are you going to do? I go, what can I do? It's over. You know, they sent out an email to everybody saying that, you know, he didn't get the shot. So we have to go forward with the drawing. And and she goes, well, so you're just going to let it go like that? And I go, what do you mean? It's not up to me. You know, I can't call Robert De Niro and go, hey, Bobby, yeah. get a shot, you know. Uh, <laughs> by the way, come we're by the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come by the house and just snap a few, you know. I'm, it's fucking over, you know, it's done. And she goes, oh, well, I remember a guy telling me that, you know, uh, you know, 
two years ago that when he was shooting uh, Dennis Hopper that if he sh- could shoot Al Pacino or Rob De Niro he'd be he'd be he'd quit yeah you know, it'd be cool oh she called you on it oh yeah she's good <laughs> for that and uh, you know she, she's like you just gonna let your dreams you know slip through your fingers like that and I was like well what am I supposed to do and she goes well call him up and tell him you're gonna go get it tomorrow like what what's wrong with you you know and I was like fuck man. So I felt like, like you know, like I really fucked up that. Yeah, like, yeah. So, but it was good to put a little fire in my ass, and you know, I called my partner and I go, "Hey, man, I need to do those photos." He goes, "Oh, well, you know, it's it, it's over, it's done." And I go, "Nah, just just call him up and tell him that I'm coming tomorrow to get the photo." You know, <laughs> don't ask him. Yeah, just say I'll be there tomorrow. What time and where? So I go the next day. And, uh, you know, they're like, okay, you know, if that's what he wants, if he wants to try it again, you know, we'll be there. So that day, I don't know why they scheduled like the Tuesday to shoot Robert De Niro and the Thursday to shoot Al Pacino. But on the Wednesday, they didn't say they were both going to be there. So I went down the next day. I sat there for six hours. It was cold. It was in Culver City. It was like foggy and shit. And I was standing outside right next to this wall that I wanted to shoot at. They were doing a scene inside. And I went to shoot, uh, you know, I went to check all my cameras. Everything was good. Six hours later, after standing there six hours. So now I've been standing around 14 hours. It takes these guys' Holy pictures. Shit. They go, uh, hey, where, where's he at? Where's he at? And I go, I'm right here. They go, are you ready? I go, I'm ready, man. I'm, I'm fired up. You know, let's do this. Right then, the doors busted open, and and there was Al Pacino and Robert De Niro and like twenty executives behind him. <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck, you know, here we go, you know, showtime now." So they go, "Where do you want him?" You know, and I go right there against that wall, you know, and they put Al Pacino there. And I had these two uh, uh, Canon eighty ones, they're like smaller yeah. cameras, and I and I went to take one, and and it wasn't doing nothing. I was clicking the buttons, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> you know why isn't this shit firing off and i look at my assistant i'm like this isn't good you know so i reach in my bag that was my old faithful camera and then i reach in my bag and i grabbed a brand new one i bought one brand new for that that morning yeah because i was like i ain't gonna take a chance i go in there get the brand new one out go to take the flicks the same thing was happening i was pushing the button and it wasn't clicking I was like, are you what kidding the fuck me is going on here I started changing the batteries, like flipping the batteries around, but they had new batteries. So I was like, what's going on, man? And I was tripping like, oh, fuck, man. I, this must feel like a long ass time too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is in like 30 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. felt like three hours. Wow. Oh, my God. And I was like, man, if there's a God, you know, like you could do whatever you want to me. Yeah, just give me this just one. Let me yeah. do this, please. Yeah. You know, after this, you could do whatever. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck if I'm homeless. Yeah. Just, you know, help me get this one. So I go to pick up, I brought my uh, Pentax 6.7, it's like a big format camera, it's yeah. huge, mm. it fucking looks like uh, like an assault weapon. <laughs> I pull this camera out and I'm like, please, you know, and I, I go to click it and it fires off and I go, okay, thank God, you know, and wow. I had a couple of rolls of film and the rolls of film for that camera only gives you 10 frames. Yeah. So I load it up and um, 
I go to shoot Al Pacino and it, and it fires off and it's real loud. It's like click click, <laughs> and Al Pacino's like, "Oh yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's do that one. Yeah, come on." So he's like moving around. He's like, "Yeah, I like that. I like that." He's like, "Yeah, come on." And so he's moving back and forth. And I'm trying to follow him and like focus and shit and like yeah. get the right shot and I'm clicking off like five shots. Then they go, okay, you know, let's get a Mr. De Niro in there. Where do you want him? And, and Robert De Niro's like, well, what do they want me to do? Yeah. What do they want me to do? What, which way do they want me to look? How do they want me to look? Yeah. You know, what do they want me to do? What That's a great impression, by the way. So like, he's going side to side and Al Pacino's going front to back, you know, yeah. and, and I'm trying to like, get them both to where they're in focus and in a good frame yeah i click off like 10 shots and they go okay thank you and in my head i'm thinking like i was in the mid roll of the second roll and i was like you know i only had five more i go i can't let me just do five more and they go um we gotta go we gotta go the next set and i'm thinking in my head like how am i supposed to even get a fucking a chance at doing this poster with 10 shots yeah 15 shots and this the whole episode with the cameras fucking up and everything took like four minutes so i was like can i just take a couple more you know and they're like okay well let's get some with the director you know so i can't use those either yeah so i put you know okay cool you know i put the director in there with the both of them and i took like this the end of that roll so now i had like 20 shots of the whole thing you know and uh I took the film to the lab and I told me hey, I got to sit in on this one. You know, these are like the most important roles I've ever had <laughs> yeah, in my yeah. life. Like, I got to make sure this shit comes out. And they go, yeah, yeah, no problem. You know, kick it right here. So I took that film in and they processed it and I saw, you know, all of them were perfect. And I was like, wow. wow. I, I was like, I did it, you know. Yeah. For all that bullshit, like six, 14 hours of waiting. Yeah. My camera's fucking up. And, you know, I got like 10 frames. I really got 10 frames of the both of them to shoot. The whole thing was a four-minute photo shoot, you know. I was like, <sighs> I go, I did it, you know. I'm cool. That's you know, the I'm, most nerve-wracking story I've ever heard in my entire life. telling me and my anxiety is going <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am absolutely anxious right now. Yeah. Well, I was sick. You know, I was like, <sighs> fuck, man. Like... I was thinking, like, oh, my God, you know, I'm going to shoot this movie poster. Like, they're yeah. going to give me, like, five rolls. You know, I was thinking in my head, like, max, like, you know, I was going to get at least five rolls to yeah. shoot. You yeah. know, just, like, click, 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 like, you know, just make it, you know, banging and shit. And you got ten. I got ten frames. Yeah. Wow. You know, and I was like, damn, you know. And then when I saw it, I was, like, was happy. You know, I, you I, got I like, you called them up. I go, hey, I got it. I showed it to Toon. He was like, yeah, perfect. They ended up, um, we got our boy Patrick Martinez, who's a big, you know, he's up and coming artist right now. He's got a show at the Known Gallery. Um, he did like 14 or 15 different comps mm-hmm. of the movie poster. And they ended up going with the photo version. And then they made these um, limited edition prints, like half yeah. with cartoons drawing of my photo and then half with my photo. Wow. And that's what they used for the whole campaign. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And it and it just showed me that you know, like we one more time we we're we we're on the right track, you know. Yeah. And it almost didn't happen. And, yeah. and I mean, everybody's house that I go to that has that poster up, it's yours. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. amazing. And we've seen it so many times. Yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. It, did you ever see the original poster they put together? Yeah, it was garbage. It what, was, was like, like a, a stereotypical movie poster? No, no. The first one was a backdrop, like a. 
you know those uh, canvas backdrops, the photo, the photography backdrops yeah. that they put yeah. up on the C stand, and, and they give you like ten feet to walk on. Yeah, it was one of those, and it had a bunch of like words and handwriting on it. It was horrible. Like I wow. couldn't believe that that somebody approved that shit. Wow. <laughs> then the next one was uh, those the Al Pacino and Robert De Niro together, and this wasn't it wasn't the hottest shot. Yeah. And I was looking on this website, and it said, uh, like, the five worst movie posters no. this year. Yeah. Uh, the re- f- or, uh, five reasons not to see a movie because of the poster alone. Wow. And it was that poster. What? Wow. Like, wow, you know. I go, man, we, 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 you know. You saved the movie. Yeah. yeah. It seemed like, you know, we, we came through and, you know, blessed this project a little bit. Yeah. yeah that is powerful. Because the thing is, when you see the poster, and anybody can Google it. Yeah. We'll put it up. It, it's, we'll I have mean, a link to it. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it is a powerful image. I mean, when you look at it just on the surface, it's just it's De Niro and Pacino looking at, at the camera. Like, that is very much a lot of what Esteban's style is. But what is it about that that communicates to the viewer more than something more elaborate i I mean i don't the thing is dude like i don't understand you know as somebody who doesn't you know do photography like your eye like when you said because it was interesting when you said i looked at the pictures and i knew okay i had it what is it that what do you have like what are you seeing there that you just know these are the ones because obviously you were 100 percent right because that's what became the poster but like is is that something that you've always had like did you have to develop like the ability to go, that's it. No, I, I just feel it. When yeah. I see it. Like, I, I feel it. I, I just, my eye goes to that one. I, I go, I like that one, you know? Yeah. Just like, uh, I guess, when you're on Instagram and you yeah. like a bu- uh, push the like button. Yeah. My head does that when I look at my pictures. Yeah. You know, through, like, obviously I shot them all, so they, mm-hmm. they I saw something good enough to press a button. Yeah. But when I get to one that I like, I, I'm like, there, you know, there it is. That's the one that I was yeah. wanting out of that, yeah, out of that shoot. Because you have photo shoots where you take like uh, hundreds of photos, yeah. And then sometimes, like, do you have those where you take hundreds and you're like, none of these are working. Like, I just got to settle for something. Um, no, because like I said, you know, pretty much, I, I, I don't push the button to mm-hmm. like something that yeah, I that's see. really interesting man. so it's always you know i see something that'll work and and the, the crazy part about it is when you shoot um whenever you do a photo shoot the ones that you like most of the time the people pick the ones that you don't like yeah yeah so yeah, they always yeah. say like don't send something that you don't want to be shown because yeah. that'll be the one that they pick yeah oh, that's interesting why is that do you think i don't know it's crazy uh, <laughs> so I make sure that, you know, I don't even push the button until it's something that I, you know, pretty much like. Yeah. 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 And, and that's it. I, I want to talk a little bit about that because you get a lot of young artists and I don't know if people truly understand the discipline behind something like that. Because you've had to have, uh, and like you said, obvi- I mean, it's obvious. I, I don't think there would be an argument that this is, Stevan was made to do this, but there was definitely, uh, there's a discipline in not pushing the trigger all the time you know what i mean not pulling that yeah. trigger every time because there's some people who do yeah well, and they get a sh- bunch of nothing yeah when you shoot with film you yeah. learn that real quick yeah because when you you know that's how i learned by shooting a film is that uh you're paying for that shit yeah you know, yeah you're paying for every click you take 
but nowadays when it's digital, you don't pay for shit. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. You can just have it on motor drive and just yeah. yeah. You know, it just doesn't matter if you get 50 pictures of the guys with his eyes closed or, you know, one hand is blurry yeah. in the shot or whatever because you just delete that shit. Yeah. What's an old saying? Freedom inhibits creativity. Yeah. yeah. If you can take 3,000 pictures, that doesn't take How time. creative can you be? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I have one camera in my car that I just roll around and take pictures with whenever I see something. And those those contact sheets are pretty much out of 36 shots. I pretty much like at least like 25 of them. Wow. Like some of them will be a car driving by in front of me like and I didn't get the shot, you know, shit like that or the person's eyes are closed or something will happen where I don't like the, the other 10. But for the most part, I'm I'm only getting one chance to take one shot. So mm. those rolls of film are pretty good. Yeah. So so are you? Have you switched over to digital at all? Yeah, for the cheap people and the, <laughs> the video. <laughs> okay. You know the people that don't want to pay. Um, but they, you still prefer film. Yeah, yeah. What 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 do you think? What is what is your experience with what the advantages are and the disadvantages are? Because, I mean, I got to say, like, you might be one of the, like, you're one of the last, like, soldiers in that field, I feel like. A lot yeah. of people have switched over to digital. I know National Geographic made yeah. an announcement, like, we're switching to digital. And they were, like, the last major organization that was holding on to film. Yeah. yeah. That's so, sad. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, I just feel like it's not quite there yet. For me, you know, someone uh-huh. that takes pictures. But for the regular guy out there, they will never know the difference. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. You could... um uh, you can uh, take a picture digitally in color, take all the color out, make it black and white, put a fake border on it, make it look like it was shot on film, and you know nobody will know the difference. Yeah, you know you you got everybody fooled. So for you, is it more about the actual process? Yeah, than the I, end product. Yeah, well, all of it pretty much. You mm-hmm. know, I like to see uh, an idea or something that I saw one day. Like, sometimes I'll shoot something, and I get it developed, and I don't look at it. Mm-hmm. I just put it away. I just go, oh, cool. Came out in focus. Great. I put it away. Then the people will be like, hey, whatever happened to that picture I shot? Then I'll bring it back out. But that's like three or six months later. I'll be like, man, these are some good shots. Like, fuck, you know? <laughs> I should have, you know, checked them out. But I think, you know, that's because of the, the, that's what happens when you shoot with film. You know, when you shoot with digital, you see it right away, yeah. and it's over. Yeah, and um, like your brain needs some rest time to look yeah. at an image. You can't look at it right away. And I like being surprised. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Like it's great when you get uh, so you'll shoot like you know fifteen rolls of film on a job or something, and like two of them were fucked up by the by the camera mm. or something that happened. Like you open back or something like that, and they were like the better ones that you liked, and you're like fuck i fucked that up you know and then sometimes you're like you know with a with a digital camera you get to see it right away you know there's no surprise Mm. you know it's it's like uh it's no fun you know i used to love turning in my film and having to wait like two days to see (laughs) if i if i fucked up or not or if i got the shot or you know how did it come out you know that anticipation was like part of the the whole rush, you know? Yeah. You know, it's interesting you say that, dude, because uh, 
we've talked, we were talking about this just recently on a podcast about how everybody that we've ever had on the show, people that we look up to, people that we, th- we find super interesting and talented, when we bring them on the show, they all seem to confirm that same thing that you kind of have, there has to be a part of you that loves the work part as well, not just the payoff. Like there's the people who seem to really get it are people who, uh, like you said, I like the process. I like the waiting. There's something about that I love where most people would be like, that sucks. It sucks that I have to work. I like taking digital pictures because it makes things easier. Yeah. You know, you hear that a lot. Like, let's make things easier. Yeah. Where you tend to see, or you seem to be able to really get a grasp of the work. Like, you like that. Yeah. Is that something that was instilled in you early on? Like, do you feel like you've always kind of been like that? Yeah, I've always liked to work. And yeah. I've never had a problem. I think my first job was when I was like 12 years old. Wow. So. For me, working is just part of my, you know, daily grind. Yeah. You know, but um, I don't try to make, I mean, I try to, My I had a boss, he always just say, you know, work, work smarter, not harder. Yeah. That's cool. But I don't like to, to cheat, you know. Either. Yeah. You know, I like to, I like the idea of working hard and, and, uh, Doing it so you don't have to, you know, like working smarter, not yeah. harder. But I don't like the idea of cutting corners, you know, cutting corners to make it easier. Yeah, you know, so that I don't have to. I don't know. It just seems like um, it seems like cheating. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, it does. Right? You know, but it, it sounds like what you're saying is that by putting in that extra effort, you're able to get a product out of it that somebody who just does the easier way wouldn't be able to. Like that process of not being able to look at the image right away. Yeah. That forces you to not hit the shutter until you know what you're looking for. Right. And you, part of you might not even be aware, but you've already trained your brain to know what to look for. Yeah. So like you've kind of done it like, this is a ridiculous example, but I'm thinking about an episode of Dragon Ball Z where he goes and (laughs) trains on a planet that doesn't have like, has extra gravity. Yeah. So when he comes back down to earth, he's extra strong. Well, you know what? No, you see that with, (laughs) that's what boxers do. Yeah. I was going to say, you see that with fighters too when they train upper elevation yeah they've got yeah. a big bear and train up there so that when they come down here they they got more wind in them you know yeah but you know it's um at the end of the day i think like what the fuck am i doing it all for you know nobody cares you know like the regular guy that's looking at pictures doesn't can't tell the difference you know? yeah it doesn't what am what am i doing it for but you know i'm doing it for me yeah, yeah so well no there's a reason that people are looking at your imagery because people can't tell why they like the photo that you took. They yeah. don't know the years of work that went into that. Yeah. All they know is that they like it. And all they know is that random dude who shot it with Instagram doesn't have as cool yeah, photos. For some either. reason, it yeah. doesn't look just as good. Yeah. You, they don't know why. But what you're describing is that that extra effort that you put into it is what creates the art. There is a reason that <laughs> you took the 10 images and they had these several million dollars that they spent on those movie posters and they end up throwing those out. Yeah. <sighs> They're like, whatever it is that this guy did, it makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. The crazy part about it is, is that we were friends with them after that, the, the company. Oh, I yeah. bet. And, um, never got another job out of them. Really? What? Yeah. And all the other shit we saw, we were like, you know, hello. Yeah. Wow. We can help this one too. You know, like let it, give me a, sh- you seen what I did with the last one. Yeah. Let me get, you know, a shot at this one. You know what's so hard for me to believe, dude, is that it it is weird for me to hear, like, you saying stuff like that because for what, like, we think of you and and we acknowledge just having, you know, having a connection to to that world 
that we understand like i mean you you your father you know the whole crew has kind of made up this movement that has become such a part of la and such a part of california that it's undeniable you know i i mean I, I talked to I talked to uh, we talked to Bobby Tribal recently, and yeah. he was talking about how it's after a certain while you stop counting how many people like actually have kind of taken your styles or taken pieces of things that you do or you know, and it's undeniable with you guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, at a, at a certain point, we've talked about this many times. I know on Proof of Life Radio, and we talked about it on this show. We've we constantly use Estevan, Soul Assassins, Psycho Realm, all these these crews who seem to have gotten down. This is what you need to do mm-hmm. to stay relevant. This is what you need to do to work, and and this is what you need to do to be actually a real team. Because you guys, you guys are a team, like you said. You know, cartoon got that opportunity, and yeah. it was immediately like I need to get a step on in yeah, there, yeah. And, and it's one partially because of the trust, but also because he knows deep down there's nobody who can do this job the way I need it done except you. Yeah. Now, is that something as you guys started to grow as you know as a family unit as a crew? Like, was it always something like, hey, we're going to try to keep this as in house as possible? That's what we started off trying to. Uh be like you know we, we're like you know what no uh let's just do this all of ourselves you know everything we do you know all the homies from cycle realm and cypress will do all the music yeah cartoon will do anything that has to do with artwork and i'll have anything to do with photo and video yeah but somewhere down the line um i don't know like even within our own crew it was like oh uh you know he's too busy or he's doing this or you know i don't want to ask him to do it for free or yeah um i don't want to do this or that and it was just like and then so they would go to outside people and the whole shit just would look watered down yeah you know like oh cool you know album coming out uh artwork by the you know fake version of estevan right absolutely cartoon or video by the you know you know fake version of estevan yeah or not what you know they should what it should look like absolutely you know, which has been pointed out by the way throughout the industry for you know for a while like you can tell when it's something that you guys did in house yeah. and you can always tell the difference where it yeah. i mean it just there's the feel is different yeah, yeah, yeah. and and it, and like you said a lot the normal person might not know exactly what that is yeah but they just either won't buy the record or won't watch the video cuz they're so used to what what they wanted from you yeah. guys I almost feel like it's something spiritual because I mean, yeah. it's like Esteban, like you have been credited many times with pretty much inventing that imagery, that LA yeah. aesthetic. Yeah. Um, through countless sources, completely un- unrelated. Absolutely. To you guys. Yeah. So it's funny because now you see it everywhere. Like everybody's trying to create yeah. that kind of style. And to the point where like a lot of the kids today have no idea where it came from. Yeah. No. That's, like, yeah. Know. that's what, that's what's crazy to me. Like I get mad. I see this shit. I'm like, fuck man look at these motherfuckers you know trying to rip my shit and you know just like old school you know yeah like, back like you know i hear the krs1 beaten in the background it's like shit has changed so much that like nobody cares yeah about integrity or loyalty or respect or nothing they're just like going balls out you know like let's fucking do this however we gotta do it let's do it like yeah um 
you know, like I, I, I met a kid the other day and he was like, I just felt somebody looking at me and, you know, and my, my, my boy that I was eating with, he was like, you know, he, he told me after he goes, yeah, I just was tripping out. Homeboy just kept looking at you the whole time we're eating. And I just was tripping <laughs> out thinking like, I'm wondering what it was like for him yeah. to watch this guy watching me. Eating, <laughs> oh yeah. You know, like yeah. my friend, like, yeah, he, he was getting mad, you know, he's yeah. like a street dude. He was like, you know, I'm checking this motherfucker out, you know, it's just like tripping and staring at you and shit. And I was just looking at him. It wasn't like, Flacco, was it? No, no. no. Okay. <laughs> and then I was just like, uh, I'm just like whatever with that shit, you know? Yeah. But uh, at the end of when we were eating, he's like, hey, man, you know, I didn't want to, you know, disrespect you while you were eating, but, you know, I love your work and I'm a photographer, you know, up and coming mm. photographer and showed me his pictures and, um, they were good photos, you know, they were in focus and they were, you know, black and white and of the, you know, street life and stuff. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was similar to my work, mm -hmm. you know, so much to where I could see pictures that I have similar to those from oh, like wow. 10 years ago, 15 wow. years ago, you know, and, uh. But I'm thinking, like, he probably hasn't even seen those pictures. You know? ah. He's just seen, like, the more recent stuff. Yeah. Like, on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. You know? But I trip out that, that uh, there's that whole style. How do you deal with that situation, Stone? Well, like, like how do you I said, deal with you know, it? I get mad about it. You know? <laughs> first, in my head, I'm yeah. mad. You didn't like, knock the dude out, did you? My, no, no, no. <laughs> At first, in my head, I get mad. But then I think, like you think, like, there's all these kids that don't even know, yeah. you know, where they're getting it from. They just, and then they find out about me. And then they're like, oh, hey, man, you know, I, I seen your work. I love your work. You know, I've been following you on i do what you do too yeah <laughs> well he, he was giving props yeah yeah well, yeah but yeah. he thought like hey i do the same thing you yeah. do yeah no you do exactly you're trying to do exactly what i do yeah you yeah know what it's, I mean? it's kind of like that like you know they're they're saying like i do what you do like um i do this equally yeah what you do you're good at it you yeah. know i see equally what you do but it's like they didn't know that that's where what, now, like, I'm not the first guy that ever shot all this shit, you know. I'm not no. saying that either, but I would say I'm the one who got it uh, put out there the without most, a doubt. Yeah. And, and, and I know you're a humble dude, dude but it, it is definitely. I don't know if, like I said, I don't think there is an argument that could be made that that's not true. Yeah. Um, I, I got to know though because because you see it so prominent now. I mean, I mean, we're talking clothing lines, ads, posters, cars telephones will have stuff where you know okay i've directly that's been affected by my work in yeah. some way or form. there's no way to argue that yeah like after a while and you said that what's gone now is the respect or the integrity like what what is it that you think other than the big answer money what is it that happened when back in the day for me to take a picture just like yours Guess what? I'm whack because I'm biting your style. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's, that's, biting is no longer that's not even doesn't even exist. Yeah. Like I can look, it sound exactly like you, yeah. and nobody says anything. Like yeah. oh well, that's just a style. Well, back in the day, a style was your style. That was your style. If you even sounded like you know that. Yeah. If a hip hop artist even sounded a little bit of like somebody else, yeah. you're like that yeah. dude's whack. 
and if we need you, a battle. Even that mentality, you're like old. Yeah, like exactly. If, if you have that mentality, you're you're just like one of them old bitter motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like that's just how we grew up. We grew up, you know, like I was saying, the KRS one days, like all that shit. Everybody dressed their own way. They sounded their own way. Their beats sounded their own way. Everybody did their thing their own way. Yeah. And, you know, now it's just. Everybody, like, if you did a song with an R&B singer back in the day, you were considered, you know... Yeah, like, like what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. corny and shit. Yeah, yeah. Now everybody and their mama has to have, like, you know, yeah. somebody dancing and singing. Yeah. And doing all kinds of shit on their music. You and know? the originality is kind of... It gets more and more watered down all the time. We talk about this yeah, constantly. Yeah. That because people think, like... Uh, and we see it in DJ culture mm-hmm. a lot. You see it in DJ culture where somebody will come up with a sound. And that sound is dope for them, but then you'll see, you'll hear countless records, not even from that producer, from a bunch of different producers that are replicating that one sound. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And some somewhere along the way, the industry got lost in the fact like, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with just blatantly ripping off something and putting it out as long as we can package it. Yeah. If we can package it and make it look good... It's fine. It's yeah. not biting. This is the business. Yeah. And, and I've heard the same thing to you. Uh, we, when we talked to uh, Raka from Dilated Peoples, when he was talking about um, the, what is our responsibility? Like, do we have a responsibility as artists? Everybody who knows the rules, like we know these rules, yeah. these rules are, they should still be alive. They're important. Not only are they important for the art, they're important for a person. Mm-hmm. You should have integrity. You should have honor. Like, there's something to be said about that. Do we have? Do you think that the artists who do know that have a responsibility to to do something about that, or is there anything you can do at this point? I mean, you could uh, put it out there and just be, you know, and just have to vocal about it. Yeah, you just be vocal about it and have to take the, you know, take the what comes back to you. Yeah, because it's gonna be hate. Yeah, without a doubt, I don't really care. You yeah, know, but I'm gonna tell people, you know, like. They always say, oh, what would you have, what would you tell the youth, you know, or somebody that's trying to come up and be photography and blah, blah, blah. And my one answer is just be original. Yeah. Be original and work hard. Yeah. You know, that's. It's undisputable. That's my uh, advice. Yeah. You know, because what am I, I can't tell them, well, push your finger on the button. <laughs> you know, they know that and yeah. turn the, the lens till it's in focus. They know that. Yeah. So the biggest all, lesson, yeah, is all original. I have to say is be original and work hard. And you, you know what it is? That's a lot harder. Yeah, well, I was, be original just, is I was way just gonna harder. say that. Like, I one one thing that people understand is, in order to stick to something, you need to have some balls because there's gonna be a shitload of people that are gonna tell you along the way you should do this way or you yeah. should do that way or you yeah. know what are you doing? Like, you this is why you'll see. You know, people like like you'll see groups like Psycho Realm that will hang out with a punk band or a rock band, and they'll be like, "Well, they're not even the same genre." Yeah, but real recognizes real. Like mm-hmm. they get like, I might not listen to your music, but I know what you're doing is legitimate. Yeah, that's real. That really is who you are. There is no, you're not trying to be somebody else. And I think what happens a lot of times in the industry is that that kind of gets uh, it gets foggy. Mm-hmm. You start to realize, like, is this really who this dude is? I mean, you know, how many countless people have you met where it wasn't what you thought it was going to be? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you meet the person, you're like, ah, oh, I don't even know if what you or if you're real. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And, and and it's one of the things that we like with with you, Stevan, uh 
I'm trying to think of when we first interviewed you. We interviewed you on Proof of Life Radio, maybe our second year in, mm-hmm. you know, and after five years, I think you had been on, you know, two or three times and never once did we ever reach out to you or call you. And like you said, it was just like, if you had the time, you would do it. Yeah. You know, it was like, let's do it. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't I do it? And, and I know for us, it is always something that we appreciated. And this is why we really wanted to have you back on in a format like this, because most of the times on the radio, you had about 15 minutes to get out what you had to get out or promote whatever you had to promote. And we would constantly get emails for artists like yourself where they're like, damn, it would have been cooler if you could have talked to him for a little longer, Yeah, you know? And, and it's really the reason we created the show because we actually wanted to hear that because we we knew there was a story behind it, you know what I mean? And, and I think that with you, one of the things I want I, I really want to ask you is when it came to you finally seeing your stuff outside of the states, what kind of feeling was that? Like, because I I gotta guess up into that point it wasn't something that was like you knew absolutely would happen, right? No, well, what I knew that. Um I would definitely get because we started doing clothing in uh, 1992. Yeah. So, and one of our main customers was um, Europe and Japan. Yeah. So that I I knew that whatever I would do, some people would see it in Japan or Europe. Yeah. Because you know we were already because the connection was already there. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I was doing a, a. a two-page spread, me and Cartoon, in a Japanese magazine called Fine. Yeah. And it was we our, our spread was called Low Life. And it was Low Rider Lifestyle. Yeah. So we just took the low and the life out and made it Low Life and put, like, low riders and just feature a car and yeah. a girl and all that typical shit that, you know. But we just, uh, we just were started doing that and... So we knew that our shit would get out there, you know, to to uh, at least Japan and wherever our clothes were being yeah. sold. And um, then I started figuring out the the photo hustle with when I was on tour with the with the bands, you know. Yeah. The people were like, you know, I would see they would only get like five minutes, you know, to shoot somebody mm-hmm. a band, you know, like I did with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. It was like. You know, because I was a tour manager. Yeah. So I was setting up the interviews and I'd have like... An and this was for Cypress at the time? Cypress and House of Pain. House of Pain, yeah. So I knew that I'd have like two an hour max probably to set up like four or five interviews. Gotcha. For mm-hmm. magazines. So I'd come in, give them their, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And then, uh, you know, within that, they'd have to get the interview. Like, you know, 10 questions yeah. and some photos. So... One thing I learned is is that you know, yeah. those poor people had to like they had a fo- five minute photo shoot. <laughs> yeah, you know they had to make it happen, and a lot of times they didn't get it. You know, you could just tell that they weren't yeah. happy. They're like bummed out that they're only getting five minutes. Or and whatever. you're like, but, I know who did get it. Yeah, they're like, sorry, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know, there's another magazine right right there waiting. You yeah. Know? So I knew that the the people didn't get the photos that yeah. they wanted. So I would tell the 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 writer, the editor. Because I didn't want to tell the photographer, you know. But I was like, hey, if you guys didn't get enough photos, you know, I have uh, stuff of them on stage or backstage, you know. Yeah. Things like that. And they're like, oh, okay. And they're, I'm I'm thinking, they're thinking, like, 
Well, this is a fucking roadies over here offering his picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's taking. So I had some of the photos with me. I had this little, like, booklet, you know, and I'd get my photos from, like, the one-hour photo. Yeah. And I would show them, you know, the photos. And I'd say, you know, here's some stuff off live stage and here's some behind the scenes. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is cool. You know, can we use this? And I go, yeah, sure. You know, how much? And they go, well, we usually pay, like, you know, 500 to... You know, 300, 350 to 500 for usage for one image. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> you know, like the film cost me five bucks and then yeah. the develop it, it was 15, like 20 bucks, like yeah. 500 to be there anyway. Like, yeah. I won, you know, I was wow. just give them all That's the pictures. fucking genius. Man. And you're so, getting credit for your photos in the magazine? Yeah. Nice. So then I started, you know, hustling that. You know? Yeah. And then I, Thought, well, fuck, I'm out here with all these people, you know, Busta Rhymes, you know, yeah. uh, Q-Tip, all these other rappers and yeah. shit. And, um, you know, I should just tell them. And I go, so who you got to interview now? Uh, we got to go do, uh, you know, the Fuji's or whatever. Yeah. And go, okay. Well, let me know if you guys need any backstage photos. Because <laughs> I got those too. Know. Yeah, I got that too. <laughs> so I started, you know, just hustling that and then... I knew that, you know, the stuff was going to be seen yeah. all over the place wow. because, you know, the, the power of the those magazines back then. That's amazing, yeah. though, to that you decided through that process. Because let me ask you this. What was your day-to-day as just a tour manager? Um, hold on. Oh, shit. The fucking couches. Yeah. 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 Hey, but uh, the day-to-day would be... Uh, we would, uh, we, we uh, where should I start? Like, the, the yeah, like, what do you, morning? like, what, what is a tour manager doing at that level? Um, well, everything has to be idiot proof when, yeah. you, when you get on the tour. <laughs> like, uh, you have to do these itineraries, and every day you have to have the schedule on there. Like, from this time to this time. Uh, we're going to be driving from here to there. Wow. It's this many miles. It's this many hours. We'll get to the venue at this time. Uh, press time is from this time to that time. Uh, there will be lunch served. Um, we have a sound check. <laughs> so and basically, so the artist doesn't have to think. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, you'll have dinner at this time. Your show time is from this time to this time. Yeah. The crew loads out the equipment at this time, and we'll be on the bus by this time to go to the next city. Yeah. And it's this many miles. Wow. And uh, so, you know, basically we'd, we'd uh, drive, you know, sometimes through the night, sometimes through the day, and we'd show up at the venue, and, you know, depending on if it was in the morning or afternoon, like sometimes the, the event, you know, we'd stop and sleep. You know, say that we'd get there like six in the morning. Yeah, we'd end up sleeping because you can't really check in the hotels at six in the morning. Yeah, um, so we'd just sleep on the bus until then, and then get up and go in and have lunch, and then you know do the press. And are you also at that level? Are you also like pretty much ushering around the groups to make sure that they're doing these things? Because yeah. I'm sure you have them written down, and I'm sure they can oh, yeah, have most of the time don't even look at them. Yeah. Yeah, no, they don't look at them. Yeah. 
They're asking me questions like, hey, how many miles is it? I'm like, it's on there. Too. <laughs> it's I know, man, but you know, how many miles is it? But no, like, we're not getting there for yeah. eight hours, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. The, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> but I'd be like, uh, 975 miles. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, I don't even know you what that is. Ask, yeah. Immediately ask him, how long does that take? Yeah. yeah. That, that's the second question. Yeah. Well, how long is it going to take? Well, uh, sometimes I just go like seven hours and they go, Oh, okay. <laughs> like, what are you going to do with that information? Yeah. Yeah. Like, gonna, like, who cares? I got to get back to that book I was going to try to read. Yeah, no matter what, we're going to be there tomorrow. Yeah. You're going to do the show the, yeah. every night. The fucking show's at nine o'clock at night. Yeah. That's all we got to worry about. How did you, how did you get into that spot? I was working at the, the, I was doing construction during the day and, uh, I was working at clubs at night. Yeah. Doing security. And um, they would all come. All the bands would come, you know, uh, like Ice T, the Chili Peppers, Booyah Tribe, Everlast, yeah, all the syndicate guys, uh, the guys from Cypress Hill before, you know, they they signed their deal. Yeah, everybody would come all to all the clubs, and I met a, uh, you know, and I met them all, and then uh, I would just let them into the clubs all the time, and. Um, Mugs and them like you know how I handled my business at yeah. the door. Like I was, I was respectful with everybody. Yeah, but you know I didn't take no shit either. Yeah. So um, he he was like, hey, you you want a job with this new group I'm putting out? And I go, yeah. He goes, you know, it's these white boys. They they rap and shit. And I was like, fuck. Because <laughs> at that time it was like Vanilla Ice. Yeah, you're like, like how was, bad is this gonna he be? Was big, you know. I was like. Then I was thinking, fuck, well, Muggs is fucking with him, you know. Yeah, it's got to be, be something, right? Yeah, it got to be something to end up being House of Pain. Yeah. Know, Everlast. He goes, you know Everlast? I go, yeah, yeah. He goes, it's his group. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Man, let's set up a, you know, let's go eat and talk about it. So they go, yeah, all you got to do is, like, make sure the band, like, gets to the shows on time <laughs> and does their interviews. Like, it's a and, small little thing, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Little did I know I'd be like carrying. You'd like, be dad. Yeah, carrying all this money. And, yeah, you know, doing all this shit and accounting. Like I had to account for all the money from yeah. all the shows, all the merchandise, all the uh, the per diems, all the bus money. Yeah. like whatever the bus spent. You know, gas. The the guys. Uh, wow. The guys. Uh, you know, his all his records, his spending records. I had to do all that shit, and I'd come home and. At the end of the day, you sit with the accountant and go through every single expense. Holy shit. On the whole tour. And so Muggs made the connection that what you were doing out front at the club would, tra would translate, would translate. To, yeah. to tour manager. Yeah. That's interesting. I would have never made that connection. I wouldn't. Well, I think back then it was, there wasn't, so, he didn't probably know the, the, because at that time that was 1992. And they got came out in 1991, so there yeah. wasn't. It probably wasn't at that, you know, such such a high level yet. Yeah. You know, for him even seeing being out for a year. You yeah, know? yeah. So, but he was right, obviously. Yeah. yeah. That's, well, that's why he's DJ Muggs and yeah. you're Mr. Rosh. Yeah, fuck. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was. Uh, I grew with the with the with the job, you know. Yeah. Like at first, it wasn't like that. You know, it wasn't all crazy in the beginning. It was just like, you know, we'd get in these vans, me and House of Pain, and like one record exec, or I mean, um, rep, one record yeah. rep. We go all these college radio shows and do these, you know, interviews kind of like this, you know, just 
set up, do an interview, and mm-hmm. keep it moving, and they'd be playing music. It was kind of like um, pirate radio kind of yeah. you know, college radio shows. So. Yeah. And then um, we started doing these like little promo shows where it would be uh, an intro and then jump around. Mm-hmm. And then we got to an intro, one more song, and jump around. Yeah. And then we ended up getting on tour with the Beastie Boys, and uh, we got kicked off of there. But that, <laughs> that was when it took off. Yeah. That was when, right at the time when jump jump around just was on everything. Let me ask See, you this: so When like, you first heard that, did you know it was a monster? Yeah, yeah. It, you kind of had that feeling. Like, you just you knew it was something see, special, like, everywhere right? Everywhere you'd go, yeah. we'd go to like like these clubs in like Texas and stuff, where it's just all black people. We would walk in there, and they're, they're mad dogging the fuck out of you, going, "Who's <laughs> motherfucking white boys in here?" Like, Man, fuck this shit. You yeah, know, you could yeah. you could hear them talking shit like when you're walking by, like <laughs> literally saying, you, "Fuck this shit." Yeah, yeah. like Who's white boys, fuck that. You know, like damn, who the, you know. Dude, who booked us here? Yeah, why why are we here? (laughs) Yeah. Then uh, the shit would come on, and they would just start doing it, and you'd see the crowd, like, at first going, the fuck? Oh, my God, that's them. Yeah. You know, and they'd just start going crazy, the whole club. Wow. And then people would come up and go, man, I didn't know that was y'all. Y'all fucking killed that shit. And, you know, they were just going crazy. They are like, they couldn't believe that you know it was just those three white boys doing all that you know damage yeah. on the track you know you said you guys got kicked off the the beastie boys tour can you talk about that yeah they, what uh, happened? um the tour manager of the of the beasties we we're uh, doing a show i think here in la and it was one of those it's always uh drama when you do a show in la because <laughs> Everybody that you know from elementary school wants to come to the show yeah. with yeah. 10 people, and they all want <laughs> VIP passes. And they, and they all, all have a plus one as well, right? Yeah. No, they all want 10 people. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, is it cool if I bring my cousin and his girlfriend and her three friends, yeah. and then one of their boyfriends wants to come too? Yeah. <laughs> and can you get us some of those uh, tickets for the catering, you know, oh, the, wow. where the band eats? Want mm. some of those too? And, and can you throw on some T-shirts at the end of the night? <laughs> you know, they're just like, fucking gimme, 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 you know? Uh, yeah. And I was just... So, we, for, you know, you come to L.A. and it's like maximum... You get 20 tickets every city you go to. So mm-hmm. When we first started, you get 10. Then you work your way up to 20 and maybe 30. In L.A., you get 50. Wow. wow. It was still never enough. <laughs> yeah, like, I bet. There's like, you know, the three band members, they got 10 people each, yeah. minimum. Then there's me and the other guy that works with me. There's a management, there's a label, then there's a crew, you know? Mm-hmm. So it kind of sucked because like always the crew guys that are out there killing themselves working, their their list would get cut, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I was a master of getting 50 people on the list and 100 people in the show. <laughs> like I never... Everybody knew it. No man left behind, huh? Yeah, nobody. We didn't leave nobody behind. (laughs) Yeah. But it was a motherfucker, but I ended up being able to work it out. Well, this one day, we come to L.A., and uh, I guess they wanted, uh, you know, Everlast wanted his mom to come to the show. Mm -hmm. Well, the dude, the tour manager for the Beasties, put his... uh, Gave her her tickets, but he was just like, oh, you know, you're the the seven-minute you know, show opening group, you know, here's your tickets. And they're all for the grass. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so 
they're like, hey, you know, Aaron Lash, your, your mom's up in the grass. And he was like, what? You know, fuck that. You know, that's not cool. Yeah. You know, how are you going to put my mom in the grass? You yeah. Know? Like, that's some bullshit. So he got mad and tripped on the 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 uh, tour manager for Beastie Boys. And, you know, he got scared. And So he up. got into it with the tour manager of Beastie Boys? Well, verbally. Yeah, you yeah. Know, but the guy took it another way and got scared and got us kicked off the show. Wow. It was like the last week anyways, and, yeah. and we didn't really care because by then the song was just retarded anyways. It was on yeah. every fucking <laughs> radio station, 100 times a day. So you didn't even need them at that point, right? It was pretty much... Yeah, they pretty could, much they when, could go out on their own. Yeah, pretty point. much when we started that tour, it was already on, on fire, you know? Yeah. And um, They kicked you off for that, though? Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm just imagining the culture class here because here's this, these three white boys and then like the Beastie Boys. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then and then there's I'm imagining their tour manager is probably somebody from whatever label they were on at that time. No, he the tour managers are like tour crew guys. Okay. Yeah. The, the management hires them. Okay. So, you know, the, the label just whatever would send you press yeah. from the label and you would have to deal with that, but. That was pretty much the only time you'd ever deal with the label. It was more mm. of a management and booking um, agent uh, that okay. the tour manager would deal with. But this guy was like one of those dudes who was like a rock and roll dude, you know? Yeah. yeah. Had long hair, and he's like, I don't give a fuck, dude. Yeah. You know, you're the opening <laughs> group, dude. Yeah. Your family's up there on the grass. Wow. You know, like it was that kind of mentality, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, we're the fucking open. We're the headliners, dude. Yeah. You know, take your fucking ass to the grass. Hey, do you know if that guy's still in the industry? Did well, you ever run into him ever, ever again? Well, I've seen him a couple of times, but I don't, I don't, he's one of those, like, it was weird because I was the only tour managing for House of Pain and Cypress Hill. Yeah. That's all I did for 13 years. Yeah. But these dudes, they got to go from group to group, tour to tour. Yeah. Like, when they get off with Cypress Hill, They'd have to go do like uh, Pearl Jam or, or Food Fighters ah, or, yeah. you know, it's not till you hook up with a band that just loves the shit out of you mm -hmm. that you just roll with them all the time. And the thing about it is you only tour, you only get paid when you tour. Mm. So if you don't, if you don't tour, you don't get paid. So these guys would have to go from band to band. Like, mm. like ah. while they're on one tour. They're working out how to, where where to go out next. So, yeah. like the personal relationship wasn't even really there, right? Um, not, not not on the level it was with you. Yeah, yeah. No. And and then you know, like there's a there's a couple other guys that I met that were real tight with groups. Like yeah, Blink One Eighty Two, Foo Fighters, where they were going out with them all the time because it was more like a family, and you know you you want to be on tour with people you trust. You yeah, know? you don't want to get to learn somebody's ways like every tour you know yeah it's kind yeah. of like fuck man we got this whack tour manager you know he's done no shit you know he's just like robotic you know yeah, yeah. so you want to get to where somebody will you know push you that you know get that extra shit for you, you know like we got 50 people on the list we need 100 to get in make it happen yeah you know can this, you do it and that becomes the art Right, yeah. that becomes the art to be able to like weave through all that stuff. Yeah, I'd have to get you know, you have to work miracles you know, with <laughs> yeah. people, and 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 what you know, I was always cool with all the promoters. You know, I I learned the hard way in the beginning too that you know we'd always have to come back to those people. Like if you fuck up at one venue, 
with one promoter and they're the promoters that bring bands to that city, mm. then you don't go back to that city. Yeah, unless, you're blacklisted. Yeah, or you can go with another promoter, but that other promoter is going to already hear from this guy that yeah. you're a fuck up and you fuck up the dressing rooms or, <laughs> you know, you throw the mic at the, at the, uh, at the, uh, sound guy. Sound guy yeah. or, you know, shit like that. That shit goes quick through that, through that business, yeah. you know, so. It's a small world. It's That's like what community. we were talking about on the way up, like the the gatekeepers, yeah. like uh, you know, the people that the people that help the the people on stage. Yeah, they can make or break a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? They can if if Esteban didn't want to get somebody in, it'd be pretty easy. Yeah. You know what I mean, you really do have to kind of trust those people. To handle your business correctly, yeah. and I think that's probably the value, right? At yeah. the end of the day, well, it's like it's like what he was saying earlier uh, about the same thing about just if you're you got to stay cool, keep yeah. a good head on your shoulder. Yeah, that's how you fuck up your connections by yeah. being an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I want to ask you this, Esteban, like, and I'm wondering how this connects to you as a photographer, by the way, because um, you're a big dude, like, yeah. you, like your stature, like he is, he is somebody that uh, how tall are you? Like six one, yeah. six, six one. Yeah, okay, he, you know. Growing up in LA, like I'm imagining, um, you know, like middle America, like, you know, let's say like a, for lack of a better description, like a white lady who's never been to LA, for example, they might look at you, they'd be like, this looks like this is a dude who can fight. <laughs> this yeah. looks like this is a dude like, and you've been embedded like in the streets. Like yeah. that's how you get a lot of your shots yeah. is that you can take pictures of like gangbangers and they're not like, they're not worried about checking you. Like, yeah. you, you, like you can run with them. You can keep up with them. And I'm wondering how that is as a tour manager where you're having to basically from time to time, not necessarily actually hit somebody, but just check them enough. Like, all right, you need to get in line and you get your shit. Together. You need to get your shit together. You need to fucking get over here because we're about to start the show. Yeah. We're going to lose money. Yeah. 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 And I'm wondering how much like that psychology of that as a tour manager. And then as well as a photographer where you're literally telling your model, like you need to stand here. I need you to sit down right here. Yeah, like, you're not you asking for, uh, you're not asking them to do things. You're telling them, this is what I need you to do. Yeah. I'm wondering how much of that, like how much of that are you aware um, from that, that your stature affects what you were able to do as a tour manager, as well as an artist now as a photographer? I think it all comes from the door, you know, working the door at the clubs before, you know, mm -hmm. having to, cause I was like the guest list guy, you know? Yeah. So everybody would have to come to me and they'd be like, Hey, I'm on the list. And you know, a lot of people would come from another club, they're drunk and act stupid, or they're with their girls, you know, they want to show off and shit. And so they'd come up, you know, and acting uh, like tough guys, and I'd just be like, you know, you're not on the list. And yeah. Like, Man, fuck that, I'm on the list. You're not on my list, so I don't know <laughs> whose list you're on, you know. You got keep it moving. It's like a you fine know? line, right? Like you're kind of, you're writing that fine line of, I'm not going to, I could just fuck you up yeah. for being but disrespectful. You can't get sued. But yeah, but I'm <laughs> also running sued. a business. Yeah, you all that's what, you know, the the guys liked, you know, that that I was respectful with everybody, you know, but I wouldn't take no shit from somebody like mm -hmm. they would come up and say I'm on the list and say you're not on the list, you know, what do you want to do? Yeah. They'd be like, "Well, you know, can you go get so and so?" No, I'm here at the door, you know. I can't run around the club for you. I got 300 yeah. people here in line waiting to get in, you know? So, so how, how did that translate to tour manager and then from there to photography? Yeah, like, have you had a situation as as a photographer where you're like, this is just not going to work? Like, I can't, I'm not going to work with this person. 
because um, I think I think his dad told us the story, right? He, and he couldn't remember who what rapper it was. Yeah, thank God because we didn't put it out on there. Yeah. But <laughs> he, said, he said that he showed up one time, and I think he said he was going to do a shoot for you, and he showed up, and the rapper was just like, "Well, I wanted, I thought Esteban was going to be here." Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. And and he basically got it out of him. Like he said, oh, look, yeah. either we can create yeah. some magic right now or yeah. you kick rocks. I'll, I'll leave. <laughs> yeah. No, I've done that before. I, I uh, was waiting for a group and, and it was during the NBA uh, finals or yeah. whatever. It was downtown and they were like an hour late or whatever, maybe longer, a couple hours late. Yeah. And they ended up... Uh, you know, not coming. So I was just like, well, hey, I'm going to, my office is 10 blocks away. I'm going to run over there. Let me know when they get here. And they're like, oh, don't leave, don't leave. I go, nah, you know, I've been yeah. fucking waiting like an hour and a half. And where are they at? The Beverly Center, you know, yeah. shopping or whatever? Like, fuck that. Call me when they get here. <laughs> so I left. And it was right when I was supposed to come back was when the streets were crazy. Like, yeah. everybody was out. Yeah. Like the, whatever game there was or whatever had gotten out. Yeah. So I couldn't get back. And I was, I, I came back an hour after they, they were there. <laughs> mm. So I came up and they started tripping on me, acting stupid, you know, being like the tour manager was there and the, the rappers were yeah. there and they're like, Hey man, you know, we've been waiting here, you know, for fucking like an hour and shit. And you know, you, you only got five minutes. I go, I go out, you know, I can't do it in five minutes. You know, I need to take time, you know. This is art, you know. Nobody go, tells you to, hey, go fucking rap a song in five minutes, yeah. you know. Here's the beat. Be done in five minutes. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I can't do it in five minutes either. And I could, you know, but I yeah. just didn't, you know, I just thought didn't like their attitude. Yeah. You can't give them that power. Yeah, and they're like, well, you know, you need to be done in this, this long because we got shit to do, blah, blah. I go, hey, man, well, I was waiting here too. I go, you know what? We just won't do it. How about that? <laughs> and they're like, what you mean? I go, we won't do it. You know, fuck this. And I started, I go, here, you guys figure this shit out. Have somebody else come. Fuck it. I'm out of here. And they're like, what do you mean? And I just started walking to the, to the elevator. <laughs> I was carrying my bag. And the man, the tour manager come out and goes, hey, man, that's not good. You know, that's not good business. You know, you, you got to be here and, you know, do this photo shoot. You know, we've been waiting on you. I go, hey, homie. I was waiting for you guys for fucking two hours. You weren't doing shit. Yeah. I go, you're waiting for me because I couldn't get back here because of the traffic. You know, that's why you were waiting for me. I wasn't deliberately fucking with yeah. you because yeah. you're a fucking nobody and I'm a superstar. Yeah. I go, I was really trying to get here and the traffic was fucked up because the game is out. Everybody's on the street. There's nowhere to park. That's why I was fucking late to yeah. back. Which would have never happened if you were on time, right. first yeah. of all. That's what I told him. You know, I was like, yeah. I was sitting here waiting for you guys. You know, what were you doing? You're just kicking it, you know, like I ain't shit. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what? Fuck it. I ain't shit. I'm out of here. He's like, oh, come on, brother, don't do that. You're blah, blah. And I go, I'm out of here, man. So I went downstairs in the elevator, and the magazine called me, and they go, hey, please go, you know, do this shoot. The guys are said that. I go, they're over there telling me they got five minutes, blah, blah. Yeah. After I waited all these hours for them, then I sat and fucking, I was really mad from sitting in the traffic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. I was really mad yeah. about. But then when they get upstairs, they're acting, you yeah. know, funky with me. So I was like, man, fuck this shit. So I ended up going up there, doing the shoot, and then, you know, I was telling them, you know, that what I do and who I work with and all that, and they're like, oh, man, shit, we didn't even know, you know, blah, blah, you, 
you know, sorry about all that. And I go, mm-hmm. yeah, it's cool, Holmes. You know, we we did it. We yeah, we yeah. got the job done. And that group, ladies and gentlemen, went on to be the Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> how did how did um how did all of that affect the dynamic of the shoot itself? Like it when did it because I can you know I can turn it off and turn mm-hmm. it on. You know, like I know that my name and my reputation is yeah. going to go on the photo. There, mm-hmm. nobody's going to see the photo and know the story. Yeah, that went on uh, that day. Until now, of course. So <laughs> I, I know that you know I have to make that photo look right. Yeah. Like fuck all the drama. You know, yeah. the photo has to look good because my name's going to be on it. Yeah, and. That's at the end of the day, it's most important. It wasn't going to fuck up anything with me in the magazine because I told them, you know, Mm -hmm. when I was on the phone, I was like, hey, these motherfuckers made me wait while they're out there getting their hair and their nails done. Yeah. And I'm over here waiting like a sucker, you know, for them at this hotel to shoot them. They're like, yeah, don't trip, don't trip, you know, just go do your thing. They're used to that. They're used to juggling, you know, egos and attitudes. Yeah, Yeah. but, but, you know, I don't know, a lot of photographers, they, they probably don't, jam on them you know yeah i'm sure and beat you know but i don't i don't feel like that you know i take that shit you know like they're trying to punk me and i think it's almost that. necessary though dude because i can't imagine them trying that shit again you know what i mean like oh, at the very least i have a feeling they will with somebody well, else yeah, yeah no but yeah. i mean not with <laughs> him. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah i never seen them again but it doesn't matter because the, the i never seen their music out of them either <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, i haven't yeah. seen no videos haven't heard no album nothing yeah you, you know what uh what i want to know though is, is speaking of people that you shoot all the time you've had this ability um to turn in a lot of the females that you shoot into iconic images where the where you'll see them and you'll see you know a very uh you know you, i mean you're wearing a shirt right now yes. um but there's but there's certain things that where there's classic photos where you'll see them and you'll go i at least i do i wonder does this does this model know that she's become like an iconic image like do they know that no. when you're shooting them They're, they don't uh that that probably goes right through their head. Yeah, because yeah. you work with a, a lot of the same models sometimes, right? Like there's people uh, that you'll filter in every once in a while. Yeah, I was yeah. I was working with like the same like four or five girls, and you know I think um, they're pretty much just thinking about you know what what they got to do that day or yeah you know, getting their hair, <laughs> their hair done or shopping yeah. or something like that i don't think they think about that yeah you know well there's a there's that image of kim kardashian i want to say i've seen that in quite a few places yeah the one that you shot was it just uh, is it like last year which one um it's one with her on a bed on her knees and sort of her back i want to say she's looking over her shoulder was that the one was that did you have one of her in, in an la woman yeah you did right yeah, i think i, I, I want to say it's that one is yeah. it yeah is that, it, is it that think, one? I think it may have been that one. It's you know what your dad had it at his house. Yeah, and he, oh. he showed it to us. Yeah, I, I shot her. It might have been one of the outtakes. I've been shot her for about four years, mm. over four years, five years. Yeah, but um, when I when I shot her, you know, I I liked the, you know, the photos, and I heard she she wants me to shoot again, but I never heard you know. Mm-hmm when or how you know and they're doing photo shoots every day yeah like i had another friend who always would tell me that he kicks it with this one celebrity all the time and i go 
you know, I've hooked him up with multiple shit. He always is asking me, can you get me this? Can you hook me up with this person? Mm. I need this. Can I get a t-shirt? Can I get this? I want to go to Cypress Hill. I want to do this. And I always, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm hooking him up with all this shit. Yeah. And then I was like, hey, uh, so he was telling me how tight he is with this one celebrity. And I go, hey, well, you fucking are always with uh, Homegirl, you know? Can I get a photo shoot or something? He goes, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 you know, I'm going to hook it up, I'm going to hook it up, you know, let me just talk to her, let me talk to her manager and shit like that, I go, well, hook it up, you're with her all fucking day, every day, supposedly, you know, like, what's so hard yeah, about yeah. it? Yeah. That went on for like two years, <laughs> and then I was just like, and then it just was like a joke for me, like, every time I talked to him, yeah. he'd be like, hey, what's up, Holmes, I need, and I go, hey, how's that photo shoot, Holmes, going? And he goes, well, I'll, I'll work on that, but, you know, I need to get this and this and that. And I go, okay, cool. I go, hey, hey but for real, what's up with that photo shoot? And he go like, well, you know, I, I I try to work it out. I try to get with her manager and blah, blah. I go, what's so fucking hard about it, Holmes? She's shooting for her, her record shit all the time. She's shooting videos all the time. She's getting photographed for magazines all the time. She's getting photographed with her fans all the time with the with the cell phone. Mm -hmm. She's getting photographed by the uh, paparazzis all the time. Like, there's a million fucking photographs. You know, like what's the, what's so hard about it? What's the big deal? If I was gonna take like a whack picture of her, I'd be like, yeah, you know, you know, maybe that's a reason she doesn't want to shoot. But I'm, you know, everybody knows I'm not. So what's so hard about it? You know, yeah. I'm the, you know, do I have to go out there and pretend like I'm her fan? <laughs> and get a fucking uh, shooter with my phone, or do I have to be a paparazzi to get a photo of her, or what? I'm like you're on the inside. Yeah, yeah. What's is, so fucking hard about it? Is this somebody you grew up with? The the guy? Yeah, yeah. it's somebody I've known for ten years. Like, because I wonder if I wonder if Esteban deals with this uh, same thing that like we dealt with a lot. Like when you grow up with people, they never really see you as like. Yeah. He's this amazing artist that's like world renowned. There's yeah. like, oh, this is that's our boy. Yeah, he's, he's this little picture thing. <laughs> yeah, but they'll use that to get in. Yeah, to, yeah. To, for bragging rights. Yeah, you know. But then they don't like hook you up with nothing. Yeah. They just want shit all the time. So you're telling us that never goes away? No. <laughs> Fuck. They're like, hey, let me get this. Let me get. They just yeah. there's there's takers and they're givers. You yeah. Know? 95% of the people I met are takers. Yeah. You know, just gimme, gimme, gimme. Absolutely. You know, they just want to just suck from me all the time. Do you yeah. think that's across the board, people you have grown up with, as well as new people you meet, or is there oh, a yeah. split? No. It's across it's the board. Everybody, yeah. Yeah. Like wow. 95% of the people, period. Like, yeah. They're just like that, you know? And, yeah. and I think I got to think that he's got to deal with that thing that we talk about on the show all the time yeah. about that blessing and the curse. Because he is a good dude. Yeah. He will have dudes like that around because they look for good dudes yeah. to ask for shit from. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't ever ask people like themselves because they know <laughs> you're not going to get shit. I've taken years to get him, you know, yeah. A, yeah. a photo shoot. You're not going to get shit from me. Yeah. But I know Esteban's a good dude. Yeah. And he, most of the time, he's going to say yes if he can. Yeah. And I think that is the blessing and the curse. But at the same time, I have to say that. In a lot of ways, it is it is also the reason that you're in the position that you're in, because at the end of the day, that kind of shines through. You know what yeah. I mean? The integrity shines through. You you definitely understand that. There is 
there's no doubt meeting you, having talked to you that, okay, he's a good dude. You know, you know this. You've been in the industry long enough to be able to talk. I'm sure you've probably got it down to 15 seconds flat when you can meet somebody and go, okay, I'm going to like this person or, you know, I really don't want to hang out with that person. You know what I mean? Because how many times do we see that? And and this is one of the things I wanted to ask you about within your work. Every once in a while, you meet that person where you're like, this person might actually be crazy. (laughs) Like they've gotten to this level because we've, I I can tell you, and we've talked about it on the show a lot of times. We interviewed Keith Murray one time. Yeah. And we're literally doing a phone interview with Keith Murray and he's talking to us. So I'm asking him a question about his new album or whatever. His record rep called us. He's going to be calling you in a few seconds. And I hear all this noise in the background. He stops in the middle of the interview. It doesn't say like it's we're live at that point. It's proof of life radio. Mm -hmm. He turns to whoever he's talking to and he's like, no, you can't leave him on the street, throw him in the trunk. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then we'll be out. And he's like, no, motherfucker, throw him in the trunk. What are you trying to catch a case? Hey, yeah, so anyways, the album's coming out, and uh, and I'm like, did you just say, I don't, and we're literally looking at each other like, should we should we stop it? Or like, but it's literally recorded. You can still go back to the archives and look up the Keith Murray interview, and he's doing some crazy shit, and I'm like, Keith Murray might actually be crazy. Like, he's just one of those super talented dudes who got to a level, and then exploded yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> like do you have you ever met somebody where you're like this person might be a little off like a lot of people yeah yeah a lot of artists are like that yeah yeah there there's a little there's something a little bit off about them but um you know there's just if there's different level levels of crazy too yeah yeah <laughs> like in different categories of yeah crazy, you know? yeah there's crazy where uh, he might fuck himself up. Yeah. And then there's crazy yeah. like he might try to fuck some other people up. Or they're just yeah. crazy he shows up places with no pants. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah we've met some comedians like yeah. that. that I did that a couple crazy. of times. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> well, that's, well, actually, that's a good segue into yeah. what I've been wanting to ask. Uh, is cause, I, mean, I like asking this of photographers. Um, how much of photography do you think is psychology? Versus just getting the image. Because, I mean, when you're dealing with, for example, a crazy person, you got to figure out how to deal with them, how to communicate with them. Like, when you're when you're shooting, how much of that are you thinking, like, all right, I got to get this shot. I, I need them to do this. Oh. I need them to not flip out right now when I ask them to put their hair up or something. Well, I, I shoot homeless people, so <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm kind of uh, – sometimes I just let them go. And sometimes I want to just show the real part of them. So I let that shit go, and I'll just shoot it. And then sometimes I uh, try to, you know, like in a smooth way, get them to do what I want them to do, you know? Yeah. But I like like to get both, both sides. I like to get the the fucking nut job that they Mm -hmm. are, and then I like to show the... uh, you know what I can get. Yeah. yeah. You know, out of them. Like I'll be shooting yeah. and I'll and I'll show like a whole scenario. Like there's um I'll be shooting and there'll be like people from the company that I'm shooting and there'll be people doing like behind the scenes and stuff like that and they'll yeah. get in the shot. Yeah. No they're they're around photo shoots all the time, so it's not like they don't know what's going on. Yeah. But somehow they'll just walk right, like I'm with my camera (laughs) focusing right on the person. And they'll walk right up in the fucking shot to get a shot with their phone. (laughs) 
Well, or the the behind the scenes guy will walk in and be like filming. Yeah. And sometimes I'll get pissed off and I'll just be like, like, hey, you 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 see me doing anything here? <laughs> like, am I not holding a fucking camera to my face, like focusing, like looking right at the girl? Is it is it? Do you see that or not? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Or sometimes I'll just be standing there and I'll be about to take the picture and they start doing that shit and I'll just put my camera down. And then the girls like will look at me and be like, she'll look at the guys, you know, right there and she'll be like, you know, kind of, then they'll look at me like, you know, what what's going on? Yeah. And then they'll be like, oh, oh sorry, sorry. You know, because I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like, yeah. hey, whenever you fucking we'll wait. ready, yeah. <laughs> go head on, get yeah. your fucking Instagram shot or whatever the fuck you got to get, and I'll, and we'll do the real photo shoot when yeah. you're done. Or um, sometimes I won't say shit, and I'll just shoot it, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'll show it to the customer, you yeah. know, I'll show it to the client, be like, you know, I'll give them like 10 shots of, of the shot that they want yeah. and then i'll give them 10 shots of the fuck-ups yeah. that that i had to do and they're like hey uh yeah we got the stuff it was great stuff you really did you know great for the company but you sent a bunch of pictures of like you know i go yeah i'm just showing you wow the kind of shit that i gotta go through like what you know yeah here's why you don't have yeah. more here's yeah. why you know yeah we didn't get the one shot that you needed at the end because yeah. you know the light went down or something the, speaking of fuck around with these people and the pictures all yeah day long you know that's so funny the, 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 speaking of like the girl like she's turning around and telling yeah. somebody like let's say because you shoot a lot of beautiful women yeah um they're crazy too yeah yeah oh, well nuts. they have yeah. to <laughs> yeah. yeah and i remember i asked your dad this question about what it's like you uh, know, yeah. to be married you know, and, and then like having to like be in a car. Like I remember I was looking at one of your images, like you're in a car with this beautiful naked woman. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think we were actually talking yeah. about how bad your life sucks. We're like, man, <laughs> this life sucks, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I just like what I'm thinking, cause I, I do uh, like just when I'm in a situation where I'm doing photography, what I, what's going through back of my head is, all right. I have like when I was in a relationship, yeah. my girl at home is going to see this image. Yeah. It's going to be like, you were in a car with a beautiful naked woman. Yeah. So there's partly that going through my head. And then the other thing is like, what are you thinking about, about making it comfortable for her to get the image that you want? Like, do you, is there a way that you talk or do you just start shooting? Is it about staying professional or do you try to connect with her? Like, what are those things that are going through your head? And in, in addition to that, what's going on in your mind as far as like what's going on back home? Is there um, ever an issue? Yeah, all of that. You know, I have to think about all that shit. I have to think about, like, um, you know, one, professionally, because one, all it takes is one big mouth to mm-hmm. just fuck your whole shit off. So you have to be, you know, professional. So if you were ever acting up, you know, a- acting any kind of certain way yeah. with one girl, she's going to go tell her friend and then tell another friend and, you yeah. know, and so on and so on. Be like the Fabergé commercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you just keep, you know, professional and, you know, what helps you keep it professional is one, your reputation and one, you got a family at home, you know, you don't want to fuck up either of those. Yeah. You just got to keep, you know, keep your head on straight. And, uh, but you do have to connect in a certain way so that the person trusts you, you know, like I always have to tell girl, like, you know, move your leg open, you know, open a little bit and they'll Mm -hmm. think like. Oh fuck! Then people can see like right up my crotch. Yeah, you know? but I'm to the side, and I, you know, I'm not seeing that. Yeah, you know, like you could be like, 
like you could be uh, you could be me standing mm-hmm. there and if I, if the girl's like and I'll go like open your legs more yeah. and she'll be like this and I'll be like yeah more open your legs like more yeah. yeah and they're opening their legs in another direction but I'm on another side uh, of the room yeah. so I don't see it you yeah. Know? yeah but it just looks better the way the position is otherwise it looked like you know there's like the two legs are just one yeah, yeah. Like, i'm just looking like i don't want to you're going look, for the angles and yeah. stuff right? i'm going for the angle and i don't want them to look deformed like yeah, a, yeah. Like, you know sometimes a girl have their arm like behind them and i'll be like bring your arm around you know so it doesn't mm-hmm. look like your arms cut off <laughs> or like you know yeah. your elbows not you know yeah distorted or something so you're explaining it to them regularly what you're doing and staying yeah. professional and that's how you get the shot but i'm telling them hey you might have to you know open your legs a little more but to them if you just hear that yeah that sounds perverted or <laughs> yeah. sick or like you know you're some beast you know yeah. i'm not seeing what you're what you're doing you know i'm, mm-hmm. I'm at a different angle and you can't see what you think that the, everybody's gonna see it's weird mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like you can have some your back to somebody and you'll be like, well, put your hand. They'll be like, you know, those implied shots where they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, chest. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll be like, okay, turn around. Let me shoot you from behind. And they're still holding their, their chest, right? Yeah. But you can't see because they, they got their back to you. Yeah. You know, and you're like, well, put your hands down. And they'll like put one hand down. They're still yeah. holding their chest. But <laughs> nobody's in front of them. Yeah. Nobody can see their chest. So yeah. You're just, you're going to, hey, put both your hands down because it looks like you have one elbow cut off. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and they're sitting there thinking that somebody's seeing their chest, you know, yeah. but you're looking at their back. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm available Monday through Sunday if you yeah. need me to, like, you know, just connect. Yeah. You know, I can, I might be able to do that. We just, you know, accidentally drop by a photo shoot with a beautiful naked woman happening. Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah. Oh, and only those. Yeah. Whoops. Oh. What are you doing over here? Let me oh. let me let me say this real quick, Esteban. You have um for for people and people. I guess it is is more or less you know common knowledge at least within you know the circles that that you operate in. And your dad spoke extremely highly of your significant other. And I, what I wanted to ask is not on a personal level, but do you think is that something? Because to date somebody in the industry, to, to, to end up with a man like yourself who's in the industry and he's constantly working, that's got to be a special type of person. Yeah. Right? Like, it can't just, you, that can't just be anybody. That person has to be with the plan, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, like, the the way I, I, just, I described it best probably to my wife. And yeah. Like, you know, everybody knows that Dre and Snoop is married. Yeah. But they have to have girls because that's how they started. Yeah. They started talking about, you know, all this shit. And since then, they've gotten married. Yeah. But they still have to keep doing what everybody knew them for. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear about Snoop arguing with his wife at home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or or like, you know. Picking the kids up from school. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Doing all that shit. Nobody cares about that. They want to hear about, you know. Yeah. You know, all that shit that they His image. Yeah. Yeah. So. It was kind of like that for us too in the beginning, you know. We were the same way, and yeah, and everybody knew that. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're getting money off of off of that to feed your family. Absolutely, yeah. And you know, my wife knows that. You know, she yeah. knows that. You know, that me doing photo shoots with the girls are bringing home checks. Yeah, to pay the bills, and you know. Some of the bills are stuff that she, you know she she yeah, needs. So and, and she has in in. As well, has that also had the opportunity to become kind of an iconic figure as well within the community too, because people know 
people know the story, you know? Yeah. So the, yeah, that, I mean, I've always thought that interesting. We, we asked FM about that mm-hmm. same thing and he said, yeah, I mean, in order to, and he, he was, he was very, he reiterated that he was single, like yeah. <laughs> not yeah. saying that he has a girlfriend, but I'm saying he said, when you do end up with somebody that it has to be somebody that, that is, that understands the big picture yeah. as opposed to this one photo shoot where I'm going to take a picture of this really beautiful girl. Yeah. You understand that that's a part of this entire thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause if you focus on just that, uh, that yeah. could get messy. Yeah. yeah. Like I never really like talk to the girls after. Yeah. Hmm. I don't, um, talk to them about their personal life when, yeah. we're, when we're working. It's all about like, I need this shot. And they fade quick, you know? Yeah. Like, they get bored quick or <laughs> they get hot or whatever. You know, they're just, like, you know, on the phone texting yeah. or whatever. So it's like, you just want to get the shot and get out of there. Yeah. And um, Girls, girls, girls. It's not man. me trying to hang out with them for six hours when I only need them for an hour. Yeah. You know? not, yeah, that's true. I'm not going like, okay, well, this girl's fine and sexy, so... I'm going to make this photo shoot drag out for five hours, you know, so I can kick it with her and see her, you know, in her panties and her her G-string or whatever. I'm trying to get in there, get the photo and get out. Yeah. Get, you know, I got more shit. Time is money. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it's not like you're doing, uh, you familiar with, uh, what, what's Kern's first name? The, the photographer Kern. Yeah. I know. Where he, yeah. He does, yeah. you know, he does mostly naked girls all the time. Yeah. And I think he, I want to say he's married. I think he is married. I think he's, he has, he's married and he has a kid. Yeah. But he, I think he talked about it too. Like he's like, it's in the moment I need to create magic. But after that, the magic's, the magic I need to create is somewhere else. Like it, it was only there for that moment. Yeah. And he's like, and she just happened to be a part of that. After that, I got to go. You know what I mean? He's like, I don't, I don't stay in touch. It's, yeah. you know, it is what it is. And, and I got to think it's got to be the same for you. Right. Yeah. And then when you talk to the girls and you start hearing their personal shit, you're like, well, you're like I don't want to hear it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking I'm out of here. You know, yeah. it's, it's some crazy shit right here. You know? I get it. <laughs> or it's nothing. And they're just like complaining about, Oh, this and that. And it's like, what are you complaining about? Man? They're being hot girls is what you're describing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck yeah. you, you. You know, I wish I could just sit around in my fucking panties. And <laughs> people take pictures of me. I'd be doing it all day. Pay me all day, you know. It'd be great. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not that easy, you know. I got to really get out there and yeah. get yeah. the concrete. Yeah. Esteban, I got to tell you, man, it's, it's, it never is not an honor to sit down and talk with you, man. Uh Tell the people really quick how they can how they can reach out to you. You're on Twitter, right? Uh, yeah, Joker man. Brand, right? Yeah, I have Joker Brand Twitter, and then uh, Stevan underscore Orioles my Instagram, and then my website has my blog and my store on it. Yeah, and my you know all my work. And make sure you, you guys check out all those sites. They'll be linked up. Um, if you if you're downloading this from iTunes, go to crappyawesome.com, um, and the links will be under his episode um, as well as you know some 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 of his work. So you guys can go check it out. Um, Thank you to our sponsors, Amazon.com, uh, Karma Loop. If you need some gear, Karma Loop's got it. You hooked up right now. Go get some stuff. Do they? Do they? They? Do they sell your stuff? Yeah, they sell a few pieces. Yeah, well, there, yeah. there you go. Go buy his stuff. I think you can buy LA Woman from Amazon, right? You can, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. So make yeah. sure you guys check that out. Uh, in fact, we'll put up an order link so yeah. they can go ahead and grab that. Um, wait, there was one other thing. Oh, really quick, Esteban, where? In the in the quickest way you can say where where are we going, dude, with this stuff? Where where I mean, you got Instagram, 
Like yeah. Instagram seems like it's changing at least people's perspective on because, like you said, now everybody yeah. thinks yeah. they're Esteban. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a few. I have yeah. a few friends of my own. Yeah. So don't don't get embarrassed. Yeah. But where I mean, where is it going? What, what what do we see within this next year coming? I mean, because I know you stay kind of on top of um, because you like to work with film, but you also I mean. You you've moved to digital at least with film, right? Uh, with a uh, video with, work. with video work, right? Yeah, I do a lot of uh, basically all that um, Instagram, all that stuff is watered down. Yeah, my whole industry. Yeah, you know, um, everybody's doing pictures, and it just made it look like you don't have to be good to do photos. Yeah, you, know, you yeah. can just throw some filters on it and shoot it with your phone, and yeah. everything will be good. But you know. I don't know. Uh, I probably wouldn't hire nobody off of that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. A little bit more that they're working with. But, you know, I just got off that Gumball 3000, which was fun. You yeah. Know, something. I'm just trying to do shit that not everybody else can do. Absolutely. You know? Like, not everybody has the opportunity to go on, like, a Gumball 3000. Yeah. This is your second or third? Fourth. Fourth. fourth wow. Year. Wow. And then uh, I'm going to next year's is going to be... The fifth year is going to be, um, I think, London to Monaco. Wow. Stopping wow. off in Russia and going through yeah. Eastern Europe. Who's uh, driving? Do you drive? Yeah, I, I drive pretty much the whole way. So I film and, wow. and shoot while I'm driving. Yeah. It's not too safe, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I got to get right. it done. You know, everybody yeah. else wants to fucking sleep and party the night before. Yeah. So I got to. Get it, you know, get behind the wheel. And You're the responsible one. Spot, yeah. What, what, what are, what's some what's some of the stuff that um, besides that? Are there any other things that people can look forward to coming up? Are you are you guys are you doing any more uh, um, of the LA Woman stuff? Are you going to do another book or anything like that? Yeah, I'm planning on doing like ten books coming out. Right on. Uh-huh. Just I'm looking for a designer that I'm just going to do them side by side, back to back, because uh, you know the book world is turning into the music world. Everything's going digital. All the stores yeah. are closing. Yeah. Barnes and Noble's closing. Yeah. Um, the Bordner's is closed. Yeah. Closed already. Yeah. Went out of business. So there's not really uh, that many places available for books. So I'm just going to do, like I did 5,000 of Ellie Woman. Yeah. And we just sold that out, you know, a couple months ago. So I probably won't do as a big of a run. Yeah. But I'll just do more books. Oh, wow. Um, I just got done shooting a book called. Um, skin graph yeah and that's about uh tattoo artists that were graffiti artists before oh wow mm-hmm. so cartoon will be in that book right on uh scene there's a guy uh, pyro baba uh, mike giant norm uh just a few guys you know different yeah like it was pretty much la and new york and San oh, okay. Francisco. Mm. Guys that did graffiti, and that's done already. You said, yeah, I shot that already, and then uh, we, me and Cartoon, did that that uh, car care product line, right? Uh, sanction, yeah. So we got that coming. You know, we got all, we just got all the product in. So I had to do fourteen how to videos, how to do each. Holy shit! How to apply each product? Yeah. Then I had to do about seven different lifestyle videos for that. Wow. Did like three, three or four, uh, what do you call it, um, event videos. Yeah. So we did about 30 videos. Wow. That. And then uh, all the photos and imagery for, you know, our sanctioned yeah. car care product line. 
And so people can, they, they can go to like the sites and, and, and keep track of when it's going to be coming out, right? It's out. It's on, it's out. It's out on Amazon. Yeah. I mean, the videos and everything is out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, right yeah, on. We got our, uh, sanctioned, um, we got our sanctioned, uh, YouTube channel. Okay. And then we got the website and it's on, um, ins- we have our Instagram. We yeah. have all the social media mm. for it and, uh, we got all the product. Now we're just, you know, distributing it and, uh, we linked up with Rockford Fosgate. Yeah. So everywhere that they sell Rockford Fosgate, they're going to sell a rack of uh, Sanction. Oh, right on. Nice. So that'll be, you know. That's awesome, a man. good uh, introduction. Absolutely. To the, you know, car care world. I see, And I suggest you guys all check that out, man. Uh, once again, check them out on. on he, I'll tell you this. Google Esteban. Yeah. It's going to come up. It's easy enough. I did it on the way over. Yeah. And the pages don't stop. Yeah. You'll find something everywhere. If not, we'll have the links up for you guys. Um, like I said, at crappyawesome.com if you don't get in on iTunes. Again, uh, thanks to Stitcher Radio for adding us to Stitcher Radio. And, uh, Stephen, once again, it's an honor. No problem. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. And you may now flush that. Yep.